Welcome back to the show, which is our third overall episode show and the very first official episode of Teak Talk, where we talk a little bit about anything and everything. Our first two episodes lean more into uh, relationships and finding yourself, but today we're going to do a little something different, you understand? So I'm your host, Monteek, and I'm hailing from the now frozen land of Anchorage, Alaska. Now to answer your questions. Yes, there are black people up here, and no, we do not live in igloos. Now, that the important stuff's out of the way, I just want to share a little conversation I had with a friend of mine and some thoughts it brought up, right? It started with a simple question of, if I believe billionaires should exist, now my answer at the time of that was, of course. Like, how can we have a society that tells somebody that something they're doing is too successful? How can you cap someone based on a number you feel is too much, even though we do have a lot of people who have so little? But something I often do is look a little bit deeper about the situation because it's deeper than just billionaires existing, right? It's about what creates the environment for billionaires to exist. So let's go back a little bit. Now, not to be Ben Shapiro, but uh, let's say hypothetically that we're back in the first age, okay? And we're in a community that has four families that have four members. So you got mom and dad, sister and brother, right? Just to keep it easy. Now you have this community thrives because you have a couple of the husbands and wives that cook, other husbands and wives that hunt. You got children doing a majority of the cleaning and preparation. In turn, everybody does their part. Because of that, the community comes together to better each other, look out for each other, and most importantly, lean on each other. Now. Let's take that same community and introduce $100 into that community. What we'll do is we'll split the $100 50-50 amongst just two of those families. And to make it so the other two families would like to get money, they have to earn it pennies at a time. Well, now you disrupted the entire community. And most likely the two communities that have the $50 are going to feel superior to the ones that don't. Because now there's haves and there's have-nots. And suddenly because of this... The family of the families of halves may act a little more cruel to the ones who don't simply based on the value in money. Now, does that make them any better than anybody else? Of course not. But separating people based on class and money creates an environment of supremacy. And in turn, it has them feeling and looking down on the other families and reducing them to servitude when without the money, they would all work together and be equals. Now, that was just between four families. You fast forward thousands of years and now you're in 2022 with billionaires and celebrities. Now, these are people seemingly on top of the world with influence and power beyond some of our wildest dreams. And that creates a place where people feel like having money separates them from others. Now, all of a sudden, you have to look a certain way. Big chains, rare clothes, outlandish outfits. Purses operate the same way, but we all know the Louis bag is going to get you more looks than the Sea Wonder Walmart brand bag. But why is that? Because it's all in the name of stated wealth and to show that you're in a different class than other people. Because if you're in that higher tax bracket, then it gives you the illusion of power. And that's the thing. Wealth inequality has become such a part of everyday life 
that we just take it as it's just the way it is. And most don't even realize how much of a hold it has over everyday life. So just being born in a certain place can put you behind. For instance, and this is probably the most important thing, educational zoning. Now, if you don't know what educational zoning is, you probably pass four or five public schools on your way to work every day. Have you ever thought about why some look and operate better than others, even to the point of some having such low student grades that it's a shame they're still going? That's because of educational zoning. Now, in most places, schools are funded by the property value of the places around it. And that is the biggest problem. Because in 2019, there was a nationally representative survey of home buyers that found that the U.S. zip code with the highest quality public elementary school that got an A plus had a median property value around its school of four hundred and eighty six thousand dollars. The zip code with the lowest public elementary school that got a D as a school district had a median home price of one hundred twenty two thousand dollars. That means that literally four times the property value gets you from a D school to an A school. That's everything. Better schools obviously mean better teachers for the most part, because there are some good teachers that go to lower schools. So big shout out to them. But for the most part, better teachers and better environments make for a better educational experience. So if you have enough money, you can set your kid up better, better education, better school, everything. But what if you're living in a place where the educational system is lacking, but you have the means to get your kids elsewhere? Well, then we're in a situation like Kelly williams Bellar of Akron, Ohio. Now, she saw that the Akron school district her daughters would have had to go to underperformed and didn't want them to do that. So what did she do? Well, she used her father's address and enrolled them into a better school. That school then hired a private investigator, got evidence on her, and then asked her to pay $30,000 and back tuition because she refused to do this. She was indicted on felony charges and went to jail. Kelly Williams Bellar. All because she didn't live in the right area. Her daughters had to go to an underperforming school and no fault of their own. Now, see, so just look at that and say it's just not fair. But these rules are in place for one purpose and one purpose only. Separating the classes. To separate the haves from the have-nots. Now, America, obviously, is supposed to be the land of opportunity. But what they won't tell you is that opportunity isn't readily available to everybody. Let me pull out my best Dr. Umar and let me say that again. Opportunity isn't readily available to everybody. Now, does that mean a person from the hood can't make it? No, of course not. I am from the hood. I went from Brooklyn, New York and the Gowanus Projects to living in Toronto, South Carolina and the projects there. And then to the suburbs of Southern Pines, North Carolina, where they play multiple U.S. Open golf tournaments. People make it out of the hood. I did it. But unfortunately, if we were to compare the percentages of people coming out of the hood to the percentage of people from the burbs, well, you'll find that opportunity is a privilege and not a right, which is sad because no matter where you're born, you should have access to the best this country has to offer. However, that's not the case. And that is because of the separation of classes. It's gotten to a point where people don't even want to try anymore. Case in point. I was going through Elon Musk's Twitter the other day, and there was a one-minute video by Daily Loud, Floyd Mayweather, at a Louis Vuitton store. He's counting out money for a purchase he's making. I didn't care to look at how much money he was counting. It was obviously a lot, right? It was a pretty pointless tweet, but I went down to the bastion of debate and discourse. Twitter replies, and one stuck out to me more than most, which even I had to respond to. So this guy, we'll call him artist. He goes, nope, this ain't it. There are millions in Pakistan right now whom have been affected by the recent floods, 
who literally only matters to save a pot, not even food to put it in to eat. His money can be put to use there. To which Twitter user uh, Big Slump responded, how much have you donated? Good question, right? I mean, you're telling somebody else to donate their money. Are you? Do you have any skin in the game? Is basically what he's saying. Well, artist replies like this. Trust me, my scrapings can affect change. And I have no shame about that. Nor will any of it be spent in any Louis Vuitton store. But me speaking out against this type of materialistic spindrift behavior might. Not ashamed of it. To which I had to step in. And I said, your scrapings, quote unquote, absolutely can affect change. Because if you were to rally more people to put together their scrapings too, it snowballs into something greater. Every little bit counts when it comes to a cause, no matter how small it may seem in the moment. And that actually to the whole conclusion of this whole thing. We as a people have lost out on all sense of community. So artists here has been dragged down to the point where he doesn't even believe that his quote unquote scrapings can help make a difference at all. And he would rather post a tweet into the void than to try to put some skin in the game and throw some money out there himself. But what he doesn't realize is that there's 158 million working adults in America alone. If they on average just gave a dollar for a cause every month, that could help fix the Flint, Michigan water problem. That could help fix the brown water of Jackson, Mississippi, where they've been having brown water and having to boil their water since the end of August. But that tweet about how his scrapings can't affect change is the epitome of losing community. We missed out on what community is and what it's like to lean on each other and work for the betterment of the community. And in return, we become more individualized and focused on our own financial survival and not the financial survival of those in our communities. And there's a bigger conversation to be had about that and what that looks like in the hoods and other places. But right now, it is great to be the best version of yourself. Today's society is more interested in comparing their own life to an IG post and keeping up with the Joneses than building up those around them and creating a community that can sustain itself and not rely on the outside at all. The power has always been a community and relying on people with different skill sets and backgrounds to lean on and count on. That's what it's all about. So should billionaires exist Well, in a world where your entire life can almost be dictated and decided by which class you fall into at birth and where community is a thing of the past? No, they shouldn't exist. Now, again, it opens up a whole can of worms about what can and should be done about that. But it falls back on one thing, which is building community, because if we have our communities full of people learning, counting on each other and leaning on each other, who gives a damn about what Elon does or what Jeff Bezos is up to and who's keeping up with the Kardashians? If we start building our own communities, we'll have our own shops, our own food and our own services. And we'll do it better than any corporation can do it because it'll be tailored to our community. That's what's needed. Your family, your friends group, like-minded people just need to come together and create community again. Support each other instead of stepping on each other. And you'll find that a community is more powerful than just the random personal money ever could be. And there's a lot more to say about that. But I feel that's a solid place to stop right now. So everybody who listened this far, thank you for listening to today's Teak Talk. Oh, oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You thought you weren't getting any homework, huh? Yeah, no, you do get homework. Today's homework is going to be a little bit of math homework. So I feel like in order to appreciate how much money a billion dollars is, I think just a little bit smaller than that, right? So today I want you to use a sheet of paper if possible. Shout out to my paperless people, though. 
But uh, here's a scenario. You've just been given a million dollars with an M and you have one week to spend it all. So I want you to write down everything that you'll spend it on from the first thing to the last thing. And at the top of the next episode, we'll go over that and what it means. So big shout out to you for listening. And we'll definitely catch you next time on the next episode of Teak Talk. Appreciate you.